Don't think healthcare professionals have any business experience? Think again. No topic is off limits as we share tales from our brave hosts who will always tell it like it is. We are hashtag no filter healthcare. Here to guide you through your healthcare journey are your hosts, Taylor Dunn and Tamara Donda. We want to thank our sponsor, Uptime Health, the leading healthcare equipment and compliance management software company for bringing this podcast to fruition. Visit UptimeHealth.com to learn more. Let's get started. Welcome to Hashtag No Filter Healthcare. I'm your co-host, Taylor Dunn. And I'm your other co-host, Tamara Donda. And today we have our guest speaker, Sonia Dunbar, who's the co-host of Dentistry Gone Wild podcast. Be sure to check them out. And she's also the co-founder of the National Mobile IntelliDentistry Conference. I'm so happy to have you here, Sonia. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Ooh, I know you bring so much like good energy and vibes, you and Melissa both. And, and we had the pleasure of having her join us a few weeks ago. And I know we were supposed to do that podcast together, but I honestly think this is even more of an opportunity to be able to speak to you both differently and, and have you answer the same questions in, you know, your own podcast so we can hear the truth about you know, what you think about certain things. So I'm excited. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Melissa is, she's just a special person. And I I really, um, I'm fortunate to have a, be in business with such an amazing businesswoman, an amazing human. Yeah, you guys are partners in crime for sure. I've seen it in action. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, I'd love to just start off by having you introduce yourself. You know, how did you get started in dentistry, your background? And then I also want to know, how did you come up with and start the Geriatric Tooth Fairy? Well, thank you for asking. Well, I've been a dental hygienist and a proud dental hygienist for 30 years. And I've started, I started doing dental hygiene. I started off wanting to be a dentist, but my family life and where I came from, it just wasn't conducive for that for me. So I went in the military and then while I was in the military, you know, I went on to become a dental hygienist. Um, through, I didn't go, the military didn't train me. I went to a civilian school, but I became a dental hygienist and it all started with me just liking to see people smile. As a little girl, I would stare at people and smile at them because I felt even as a little girl that a smile was something that I could give away and still keep for myself. And it was absolutely free. So I always wanted to give people something that made them feel good. So I would just, as a little girl, even when I had missing teeth in the front, like seven, eight years old, when those front teeth are missing, I would smile at people. But at that time, I noticed that people wouldn't smile back. Sometimes they did and sometimes they didn't. But I, as I got older, I noticed that the people that didn't smile back, they weren't proud of their teeth. So that's what started me doing the journey of wanting to become a dental professional. Because a, like I say, if I can help someone have a, a smile that they were proud to give away, that would make my day happier. So that's what started me in the dental journey because a smile makes a face look good. So, and that's, and that's our own personal sunshine. So right. that's what I like. That's what, that's what started me into dentistry. Amazing. I love that. I, you know, it's so true. I, everyone cares about their teeth and they will hide their smile if they're not confident in what's going on with their teeth. So the fact that you notice that at such a young age, I mean, I'm, <laughs> That's so cool, but I love that. That's a great journey into where you got started. And and so how did you come up with Geriatric Tooth Fairy? Where did that come from? Well, my grandmother raised me. 
And she was just like my best friend. Every summer I would sit on her porch and she would just download all of this wisdom in me. And then I would just listen to her and her older friends talk. And I just gleamed all this just, I was just a little old lady. I would just get her and gathering all this wisdom from them. And when I first, got, when I got my first car at 16, I went and picked up my grandmother. And we hung out. She was just like my ace boom coon. That was like your road dog. She was my everything. And so when she became ill, I moved her in with me. But I was a, like like you all, I had young kids. I was pregnant and it was just a lot. It was a lot. And she was a diabetic. She was had a, a lot of weight problems. She ended up losing a leg. And I just couldn't lift her and and take care of her. And against my will, I had to put her in a nursing home. But I was that hygienist that was there every morning and every single night I was there checking on my grandmother. I got her up in the morning, would lotion her feet, make sure they took care of her and, you know, just do things, clean her nails. She was just taken care of in the nursing home, just like she would have been at my home. But I did notice she had upper dentures and no, and she had lower teeth, but they weren't removing her dentures and they weren't brushing her teeth. And I knew my grandmother was a little bit of spitfire. She could have been giving them some a hard time because she knew I would come and do it, but they right. didn't, they weren't doing it. So one day when I was in there doing my grandmother's teeth, I took her dentures out and I was flossing her teeth, had her dentures soaking. The lady in the bed next to her said, can you clean my teeth? But my teeth don't come out like your grandmother's. And I said, of course I could clean your teeth. She was the cutest little thing. So I went in the bathroom and I looked in the cabinet for a brush. But there wasn't one there. So I looked in her drawer, started rumbling around. There wasn't a brush, a toothbrush there. I went to the nurse's station and said, do you all have some toothbrushes in the nursing home? The nursing home didn't even have toothbrushes. I told the lady, I said, ma'am, I will come back in the morning and I will brush and floss her teeth. So, of course, I went to the local dollar store and I got her a toothbrush and everything and I did her teeth. And she, she smiled. She let me capture her smile. But now... One thing about the older people in the nursing homes, you do something for one of them, they just chatty, chatty, chatty. And my grandmother, she smoked cigarettes. Now, I told you my grandmother was a diabetic and she had congestive heart failure, but she smoked cigarettes. She would always tell me, baby, bring me some more cigarettes, just these long brown cigarettes. I don't even know if they make them anymore. And I was like, Grandma, I'm not bringing you any cigarettes up there. You have an oxygen tank on. You're going to blow up this joint. I'm not doing it. So every time I would go to the nursing home, it was another older person coming in, either with their dentures or wanting me to brush their teeth. So I was always going out buying more and more brushes. One day I went to see my grandmother. It was a line outside her door. It looked like a senior citizen parade. It was walkers, canes, wheelchairs. They was all lined up outside her door. And I was like, you know, they're waiting on me to clean their teeth and do their dentures. I couldn't find my grandmother. I started looking around. I go in the courtyard. She in the courtyard just smoking. Smoking cigarettes <laughs> like a choo-choo train. <sighs> I marched over to her. I said, we called her Medea, which means mother dear. I said, Medea, what are you doing? She was like, well, you told me you wouldn't get me no cigarettes. So I told everybody, if you want some cigarettes, if you want me to, your granddaughter to clean your teeth, bring me two cigarettes. So she was bothering me out. <laughs> she made a business. She, had a, she was the first entrepreneur. She was bothering me out for cigarettes. But shortly after that, my grandmother ended up transitioning. And of course, I couldn't even go back to that nursing home. It just broke my heart. The nursing home had to pack all of her stuff up and send it to me. And... Once I got myself together, I said, what would she want me to do? 
And then I started doing, uh, I started going into the nurse homes for free, just going in for free, cleaning the people's teeth, just brushing and flossing their teeth. I started going in for free. But I believe if your heart is in the right place and you have a vision and a purpose, it would turn into something for you. And it ended up turning into a business for me. And I figured out how to build and how to make money. And then I noticed that I only could help the people that I could put my hands on. I'm only helping the people that I could physically touch with my business. So that's when I came up with the geriatric tooth theory. And the geriatric tooth theory, she's an educator, a motivator, and a communicator about the importance of oral health for seniors. So I go to schools, dental hygiene schools, because to me, they don't have a strong enough curriculum on how to take care of the aging mouth, the dementia patient, how to treat the older patient. So I go to schools, I go to hospitals, I go to CNA um, classes, dental assistant schools. I am an educator about oral health. And I also um, motivate people in the nursing homes to take care of the people's teeth. And I communicate that. I tra I've traveled internationally teaching people about the importance of oral care as we age. So the geriatric tooth theory is the voice for those who voice who has become a whisper because older people voice is a whisper, but my voice is not a whisper, baby. There's nothing quiet about me. I can speak for them because if we keep living, if we're blessed, we'll all become seniors one day. That's right. No, I didn't know that. That's, I love just hearing the background on that and, how it all started. And I feel like you and I had this, the same grandma. So, <laughs> um, but I love, she put you to work and then it turned out to be something that you're passionate about and you love doing every day. So that's just really cool. Thank Very you. Cool story. So thank you for sharing that with us. So, <clears throat> You know, we're called hashtag no filter. So, you know, right? I ask that question, you know, <laughs> and I asked this of Melissa a few days or a few months ago, whenever the podcast launched, I can't remember now, mm -hmm. but um, I wanted to get your viewpoint on the same question. So that being said with hashtag no filter, we would love to know what's one thing about your job or even the industry that almost no one agrees with you about. Oh, wow. <laughs> that no one agrees with me. Well, somebody agree with me on something. There's always an oddball that yeah. agree with me. It's, yeah, exactly. See. It's only a, a small group. Small portion. That's a, that, now, that's a great question. Let me see. Hmm. Well, I can tell you, I think uh, Melissa said that flossing, it was about flossing, wasn't it? Um, what did she say? It, didn't she say that you don't have to, wasn't it that you don't have to floss? I think so. I think she did. I think it was just like flossing is overrated. Oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you what I think about that flossing thing. I tell people, you know, if you don't floss, that's kind of like, since we no filter here, right? So not flossing your teeth is like doing a number two and just wiping your cheeks. You got to get in the middle and that's just like flossing. If you, if you just brush and you just wiping your cheeks, if you don't get in the middle of those teeth, it's just still the same stink. Floss your teeth and smell that floss. It does not smell good. So if you, if you want more people that don't floss, I don't know what else you're not doing. I'm just saying, y'all saying no filters. You need to put a filter on me because I was born without a filter. I get muzzled at church. So don't do me without a filter. 
So let me see. Uh, I'm going to say, let me, let me tell you something that I think that people would not agree with me about. And this is going to be, this is coming from the geriatric tooth fairy. All older people are not nice. Everybody think they're older, they're cute, they're just so, oh my gosh, no ma'am, no ma'am, no, no. I love it and you have to be a passion, but those people will, they, they're not all nice. So, you, you know, some of the cutest little grandmothers will cuss you out from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. I've been called so many mothers and sons and yes, now some of them are nice. But don't get don't get the ones that are not. So I say it's 50-50. So if there's any Mr. People think, oh my gosh, I just want to work with the cute little older people. No, ma'am. You better be ready. You some of them are cute and older and nice, but some of them will bite you and sting you and they will hurt your feelings. I leave out of there crying sometimes. And they're they're like kids, they don't have a filter. You know, I walked in one lady room. She was like, oh, my gosh, you're so fat. Wow, you're big. You're huge. I was looking at her like, but you're old. But I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But she hurt my feelings. I didn't say it, but my eyes were like, oh, my. And I've been on a diet. I you know. And I done dropped a good 20 pounds. That was not good for my self-esteem. So, they would tell you, like, if you don't, you know, I didn't even ask for that. That was unsolicited. But you're going to get that. They just, they don't have a filter. They just, they say what they mean, you know. And, and you know, one of my employees was in there and um was working with one of the ladies. And she came out the room crying. And the lady, she, I said, what's wrong? She said, the lady said I was the ugliest person she ever seen. And I was like, that's so mean. So sometimes, and you really can't say anything back because a lot of times they have, do have dementia. And they really right. don't know what they're saying. But just, I think a lot of people won't agree with me with that, that not all the older people that you see in long-term care facilities are just the sweet, cuddly people. No, right. there's some Chuckies in there. Remember that little dog, Chucky? There's some Chuckies in there. <laughs> we call them oh, Chuckies. We'd be like, okay. when Especially when we hire someone new, they'd be like, with Mr. or Mrs. Sosa, there's some Chuckies. So that's a nice way of saying they will, they will, <laughs> they'll get you. So just go in there. Don't have your feelings on. Don't take anything personal. Just go in there with a smile. Do your job and leave out of there. So <laughs> well, I mean, I, I agree with that. I've experienced that firsthand. I know that, you know, just because they're older does not mean that they are pleasant people that are going to be, you know, an, a, a joy to talk to, but I think it's for any age. I mean, I've met some little kids that I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like, what are your parents teaching you? But like, you know, so I'm, it's, it's just the reality of healthcare. You're faced with so many diverse people and opinions. And, you know, sometimes you're just going to have one of those days where you're like, I need a glass of wine after this day. <laughs> Not need a glass of wine while I'm in this day. That's what, yeah. that's what we be thinking sometimes. But, you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so one of the biggest things for me, at least, a big question that I have is a lot of, I mean, most people don't really understand mobile dentistry, right? It's like a new concept. It's, you know, a lot of people are jumping on board. But, you know, how do you market and explain what mobile dentistry is and how, important it is for them to, to look into that service? Well, mobile dentistry, this is how I like to market mobile dentistry. 
especially since I don't, you, I never want to offend any of the dentists, especially if it's just a hygienist, if it's a hygienist doing it as opposed to a dentist. Mobile dentistry could be an arm outside of the brick and mortar building. Mobile dentistry is never meant to replace a brick and mortar building. It's never meant to replace the dental office because we, we need our dental offices. They're very important. So mobile dentistry is an extension outside of the building, and especially since COVID. There are some people that would never, ever walk through another dental door, but they'll allow you to walk through their door. There's just some people that in, in America, we're so used to, you can just go, you can go through a blaze pizza drive through. You can get a pizza in a drive through. Whoever thought, you know, so we're people that like to be catered to. So mobile right. dentistry is just not for the underserved. It's just not for nursing homes and, um, school education, mobile dentistry is pop-up mobile dentistry. They're mobile dentists that are going to businesses because a lot of people do not want to take time off work. So if everybody in a big office, say for instance, Pepsi, you have someone want to go to the Pepsi factory and they want to, they, they want to do a pop-up there. Everyone has maybe Aetna insurance there. They'll get all of those people, Jet Dental's doing it all over the place. They'll go in, they'll pop up set up a pop-up and they'll do all the cleanings and, and, and extractions and fillings right on site. So it's taking dentistry to people. You know, people have x-rays that come to their homes. You can get a massage at your home. Heck, you can have your baby at home. So yeah. you, you think about it. So people are getting catered to. During the pandemic, a lot of the mobile dentists were pulling up in their vans. Because you can have pop-up where they can take mobile dentistry inside, or you can have where it's, it with the van where people can come, people were coming out of their home into the into the driveway getting root canals. So mobile dentistry is just an extension outside of the brick and mortar practice. I'm a hygienist. We own a mobile dental practice. We don't we don't necessarily we have a trailer, but we don't use that to service seniors because I'm uncomfortable with putting seniors in a trailer. We do pop-up. You know, we've okay. just branched out to offices, I mean, to businesses now. We're extending, stretching our arm out. We're going into businesses. We've gotten some contract with some um, trucking companies and different things where we can come with a, with a huddle at and, and, and do their dental care. But it's, I just think it's an extension. And some of the things that we can't do mobile, we always have a dentist that we refer them to uh, practice. And even the dentist that worked with us. They'll say, well, meet me at my office this such and such a day and I can do this. So, yes. And when you're on site, do they schedule? I'm just curious about how it works. Do they schedule throughout the day to meet with you or is it like an end of the day, end of work day kind of thing? How does that work? Are you talking about for the nursing homes or or at a, at a, uh, a, at a huh? Like if you were if you were to go to an office building and you had your pop ups scheduled so you see patients throughout the day they come and like cycle through as they need to or well let me tell you this is day. so cool okay so because the, the bosses the the, the 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 not the bosses the administrators they know that we're coming and everything is done online so okay. we get all of the insurance information way before we come we verify the insurance information have all that in the system of the copy of the id cards we have them fill out all the medical history Seeing if anyone needs to have any pre-meds or anything like that, anything that we cannot do. We have all that done weeks before we come. And then two weeks before we come, we send a calendar. So we'll know how many stations we need to set up. We can either set up two or three pop-ups. So a place like Pepsi, where there may be 
25 people. We won't go in, in there and uh, up with under 15 people because it has to make sense with the numbers. So we'll go in and we'll send a calendar out in the same way you fill your calendar at, at an office from eight to four. We fill our calendars like that. We fill them up and they, they put their own time in and they, their administrators let them get off at that time. So if someone's scheduled from eight to eight 45, they can they clock out from eight to eight forty five and they come to their appointment. They go right back. If someone scheduled from uh, from nine to nine forty five, boom, 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 in different chairs, and that's just how it rolls. I think that's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's super efficient for not only the employee but for the business as well. Absolutely. I mean, think about how much time you spend in the car, like going to these appointments. Like if they can just get it done right there, that's that's awesome. Or and the reason I like, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Taylor. What would you say? Even if, if they have to miss work because they're in pain or something or they need to get something checked out and they're not there then. We're right there. <laughs> right. And the good thing, the, the really, really good thing about it is that the patients, they like the convenience. And I remember when I was in private practice, every year around October, especially November, the office manager was calling people. You didn't use all your benefits. You have benefits. You have benefits. You didn't use. Well, we right in the office. So we're going to make sure you use all your benefits. We want all three thousand dollars, so we're gonna figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that that, that works. You know, because a lot of people just don't use all of their dental benefits. A lot of people just go to the dentist when they have a problem. So if we're there, well, you don't have to have a problem just to go to the dentist. We're here. We're gonna clean your teeth. We're gonna say this this toothbrush. Yeah, the IO from Crest. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. We're gonna get you. You know, we're gonna do the whitening on you. We do whitening. We do it all there, you know, so it works. I know. It's just like what we tell the dentist and the, you know, the office managers, you have to maintain your equipment, just like people have to maintain their smile. <laughs> now, when that, and that's, and to me, now that's something that has always been a big problem for to me with offices, because when something breaks down, it puts everything, it's like a, a, a like a, what those trucks, when one of the tires burst, when 18 wheelers, they can roll still, but it's going to be a bad ride. And when that tire busts, it leaves all that rubber in the road and it messes up everyone else that's behind it. So when something breaks in our dental offices, it, the rubber in the road kind of messes everybody day up. If the ultrasound is down in this room, we got to go to another one, another room, the sterilizer or the x-ray unit, almost always breaking. If that's down or one of the sensors are not working, everything needs to flow. So it, I agree with you, Taylor. It's so important to have a maintenance system in place where you can keep up with your times and, and, and know where to get it fixed at instead of have to hunt around. I was on um one of my autoclaves. It just keeps burning the bags. It keeps burning the bags. So I we just put it down under the sink and we're ordering a new one. But it would have just been so efficient if we could have had known, because it's so old, where we could have gotten it fixed at or even gotten it fixed, because those things are expensive. So if, if we could just, just having that organization with your supplies and equipment is so important. It, it really is. And I, I appreciate you also giving us some insight into how things are different in the mobile dentistry world and how things work. Cause I think that a lot of people, as you've seen, you know, you have your conference and that's where you're educating people about mobile and teledentistry. And 
Um, we're excited to, to be at that conference again in 2023. And actually, our CEO is going to be speaking. He's going to be doing a workshop. So we're so excited. Dinesh. <laughs> I know. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. And um, you know, Sonia, I just want to thank you again for being on today's podcast. It was all, it's always a pleasure to speak with you and, um, we hope to do it again soon. Maybe we'll be on your podcast again. <laughs> so, um, I just want to tell everybody to make sure you check out Dentistry Gone Wild podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the upcoming conference, it's going to be in Dallas on March uh, 2nd through the 4th. And next year. And you can visit their website, nmdconference.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast too. That's always important. So thanks, Sonia. Bye. <laughs>